Hello and welcome to X and the Few of the 2010s, a podcast about the movies from the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. With me, communicating with me through text from the dead. It's Claire Williams. Yeah, I I feel like now ghosts are all going to communicate. You believe through. in ghosts? Have we ever had oh, a shit, ghost That's a good chat? question. Ooh, no ghosts. Well, I feel like, wait, maybe a ghost story? No, I don't know. Hey, same year. That was a long time ago. Oh, really? Um, Do I believe in ghosts? Anytime I'm asked a question such as such as this, when it's something like supernatural or spiritual, religious, my go-to answer is "fuck if I know." Mm. I mean, I don't like. Sure, maybe I don't think it's whatever the answer is. It's not what someone has thought about. That's how I would put mm. it. No one mm. actually knows. Like, I mean, it's the same thing. I think with when I think of religion, it's like mm. I think maybe some people have part of it right, but no one actually knows like no. the exact truth. So if ghosts do exist, it's not how we think they do. That's how I, I always think of, uh, you know, to say, to speak his name is it's Voldemort? here and over there. I, I think of the John Mulaney joke. That is like, I was bored with my mother and I asked her, do you believe in ghosts or have you seen one? And she said, yes. <laughs> um, right. But it's, it, and then they go into the whole John Mulaney's mom seeing ghosts, but it's, it's this idea where it's like, you just crazy sort of, stories and yeah. I don't think they're lying. So no. I, it, it, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if that means anything though. Mm-hmm. And I think they look different to everyone else. And even if you do believe one, or if you have seen one, you can't really describe it to make someone else think that you actually have seen one. Right. Yeah. Kind of like Brandon, the scenes here with Maureen. Right. Brandon, do you believe in ghosts? You can talk whenever. We'll introduce okay. you in a second. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think I do, but uh, I think it I, I think I'm more of like, it would be kind of nice if they existed, but I, I don't think I, right. I do. I've never mm-hmm. had like a, an experience that gave me pause or anything. Have you ever had friends tell you stories where you're like, I don't know what, like that, like, I don't think you're lying, but it's also one of those things where I'm like, I don't really know what to do with that information. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- definitely. And I don't know. It's, it, it's always like, you can tell they really believe it, but I'm just like, I don't know. I, right. A lot of it's always the same too. Like they, they always stress it. Like I, I don't, I, I never believed in this beforehand. And like you know, like they're always, always like really keen to tell you that, you know, nothing like this has ever happened to them before or since. I had a coworker who said basically that she was haunted or not haunted, but like the girl from the thing or not the thing, the ring, uh, was like in her house but it wasn't totally the girl and she's never seen the movie before but it's just it was very weird it's like it looks a lot like her but isn't quite her and i've never seen the movie and i think she's like uh she's still in like high school um my coworker because i work at after school care and we got a lot of high schoolers who work there but it's like you're a personal shopper right (laughs) but it was one of those things and then she was like well i mean i think we're cool like i think the spirit is cool with us there uh i've taken like and her evidence was um like she was doing a snapchat thing and then like one of the you know how like they'll put dog ears over any kind of if they detect a person's face and that there was a dog ear next to her but no one was there that's her evidence Mm -hmm. and besides other antidotes and it's one of those things where i'm just like i think you just saw the ring like i don't know like i think you just watched the movie (laughs) the ring i don't and yeah. she's like, no, I've never seen it. And I'm like, I think you've seen it because this is crazy. <laughs> That's a good comp with um, 
with religion that we just yeah we you know you just have we've which we've talked about a lot we're getting yeah. into some deep shit last week we talked about religion with the resident evil movies our longest oh, yeah. episode yeah, right. ever <laughs> yeah, that's true. um yeah that's um fucking amazing One of the it, last I haven't heard it yet. So where did you fall? It's not uh, out yet as the, okay. at the time of. Uh, this okay, season. good. It, yeah. I, I don't feel as bad then. But um, <laughs> but uh, where did you guys fall on uh, be, uh, belief after watching the Resident Evil movies? Right, right. Of course, I am fully. I guess you don't want to. Yeah, I, was I, say, now, I guess you don't uh, want to spoil. I, right. Mm. I now I now practice Catholicism. Uh, I have mm-hmm. rosemary beads somewhere. Um, yeah. No, I'm still it, I, I'm uh, still agnostic, but I love PWS now. <laughs> oh, I lo- I love him too. Yeah, yeah. Mila just posted the sweetest Instagram of like, oh, I'm so happy it's my husband's birthday, and it's like all this. They they do they seem like the sweetest people, even though we've talked about how there's some might be some weird shit with PWS and his uh on set activities. But besides oh, that, man. I didn't know that. Well, when okay on <laughs> on set activities, meaning that like the safety issues. Oh, that's what right, I right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Not right. like nothing, nothing malicious. No, no, okay. no. Sorry, my bad. No, I didn't want to. I feel <laughs> no, like no, no, now no. everyone's on like on like on edge where we're like, what? That person? No. <laughs> um no, and, and just I mean, about like, some of the stuff that's a little concerning. It's uh it's it's good that there's a creative partnership like the two of them that's really healthy. You know, they love it, each it, other. Yeah, they love they each other. Genuine, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a healthier Hollywood yeah. relationship. It's really cool. Um, but I, think I mean, the only, aside from the only one that comes close is uh, Rob Rob Zombie and Sherry Moon Zombie. Right, of that's course, a, that's a good, of course, good, wife you know. guys. They love their yeah. wives. <laughs> um, but also, it's like you know, aside from the recent Resident Evil episode, it's like we've talked about religion like a lot. I feel like like uh, conjuring. Are you telling me art is life. inspired by religion? Are you telling me this right now? <laughs> I mean, there's that, and there's like a lot of iconic films this decade that just have tie-ins, right? Where it's like not only like does art do that, but it's like things that that like gravitate to people that are, you know, connected in that way. I guess. Um, be- but first, before we get into Personal Shopper, Olivia Assayas' 2017 uh, feature. I'm just curious, you guys, what have we been watching recently? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, go for it. You got it. Oh, okay, I'll go first. <laughs> We're um, opening the door for each other. Yes. <laughs> what, what have I watched recently? I just saw Creed 3, which I liked a lot. Had a little bit of problems with it, but really enjoyed it, like, overall. Um what else have I seen? I, I kind of missed a lot of stuff recently because I was in the middle of a move. Same. So like there's like a couple weeks where I didn't watch anything, but slowly getting caught up. Um, I saw Cocaine Bear, which I did not like. And then I saw uh, this movie called Emily, which was decent, but not great. It, it was about uh, the writer uh, Emily Bronte, who wrote Wuthering Heights. And oh. yeah, and it, it was fine. It was it, it was just fine but creed creed was really 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 good i just saw it like an hour ago actually oh you did oh that's yeah. awesome yeah so really enjoyed that but how how do you think uh b jordan did on directing oh, that, that's been my biggest like in, in it, it, that's the most intriguing thing of the movie his direction is great like any problems i had with the script are kind of just like alleviated by how great his direction is it really right. took me aback like i especially the final fight the final fight's just 
unbelievably well that's directed. really exciting yeah he does some really cool stuff with it and I'm sure you guys have seen all over Twitter that he's talked a lot about how it's anime inspired. Anime, right, yeah. right, 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 right. And when right. you when you see that happen in like the fight, it's like pretty incredible. I, it's a wild swing to take, and he like really, really landed it. That's really exciting. I'm I'm such a big fan of his, and the, the idea that he's now just like I'm a director now, and he's good at it is so wild. It's one of those <laughs> things where you're just like, fucking Christ, dude, calm down. You already do so much. He's not um, one of those people that you anticipate to make a directing turn. Either, no, but well, he's but so what, young. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true too. And, and I mean, when I say that, I just don't, I don't know what made me think that you wouldn't anticipate him, but I guess it's just like, he hadn't talked about it, I guess, before Creed, I guess. I don't know, but just, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it, yeah. I think it's just, it, it goes with, you know, the more you produce, the more you're like that you're going to get into directing the more you mm-hmm. have, you're more involved with other projects and stuff like that i mean i'm not mm-hmm. br- splitting the atom here but yeah. like i mean I, I, if it was going to happen it was going to happen with creed because he's yeah, taking that's full true. authorship yeah. of that now because yeah. stallone and kugler have left yeah um and Cable did, did kugler write it i don't think so um he wrote the second one i think i don't think yeah. he wrote the third one. let me see uh oh no he it's well he might so I'm only like looking maybe at maybe a story by credit, yeah, like he, character yeah, by yeah. credit. Yeah, he might have a story or something, but uh, it right, says right, right. Zach Balin and Keenan Kugler are the other two writers. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they did have a, more of a hand in it. Like, because Stallone's a producer, even though like mm-hmm. this, this isn't a spoiler at all. But he's like, they don't even mention Rocky's name in this movie. So like, oh, not even they don't even think, say his name. No, that's it, wild. Yeah, there's wow. not even a picture or anything. Like, I mean, there's references made to him, but it's like the loosest sure. reference. And I just, yeah, it made me wonder if like he had a thing in like a contract somewhere that was like, Absolutely. if I'm not in it, you can't even mention me. <laughs> yeah, that wow. didn't seem like the most acrimonious to part. Like he seemed no. a little butthurt in general about he's stuff. and he's been oh. crying about, um, I guess, the producers there's weird right stuff where someone has the rights right. to the drago right. character and they're supposed to right. make a drago movie and he's been right and then it. he started crying and then like oh, dolph was like i don't want to hurt my friend and yeah i like... don't think dolph even had anything to do with it but stallone was like insinuating that dolph stabbed him in the back and everything <laughs> and dolph was like i don't know what's going on <laughs> you know like poor, now... poor poor sylvester you have a paramount plus show whatever <laughs> shut the fuck up you have like an amazon which Prime i hear is kind of no good watched. yeah right. I, I, and I, then there's that hero shit no one watched like you you calm yeah. down you're making money yes <laughs> fucking chillax um I, I now in days i will see creed 3 and i will see creed 2 because i haven't seen 2 yet but i mean is there anything that hints at stallone's exit in 2 or is it just like he's not in 3 oh in 2 Oh no, it's it's in, from what I remember, it's just like him. Like he's not like I'll see you later, Adonis. At the yeah, end. right, 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 like, right. Yeah, right. yeah. There's there's really no hint of it, and so it is kind of weird that like, like the most that they reference it is like, oh, Apollo Creed took took an underdog under his wing, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like that's the only reference to Rocky. That's really wild. Get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just such a strange oh, thing. It's like a very yeah. like as much as I liked the movie, it's a very weird thing to be hanging over the movie but right. i also it, it's also kind of annoying to see people like kind of saying that it's bad because of that and i'm just like it's not right bad because he's not in it it's just like that that's it's kind different. of a dumb thing to complain yeah. about right mm-hmm. it's all yeah it, it is always interesting that they people find that one thing like ah 
this is the reason it's bad. I found <laughs> it. I found the one thing that's bad. I got yeah, it. That, that's set. a pretty bad magnifying go. glass. Yeah. It's like, it's like the yeah. Last Jedi. Like people are like, oh, Oscar Isaac tells a Yo Mama joke. Bad. Movie. Sure. Right. And it's right, just right. like, or, the, or I have an, I have an example. It's like uh, the Black Panther Shuri. What are those joke? It's like <laughs> right. it's like that. Like, ah, it's like okay. Bad are you movie. Serious? Yeah. Right. This is the bad. This is why that it's is bad. And we all one line that's a little cringy. We don't have to make a thing of it. Like all right. um. So yeah. I've been uh, I so February I watched so many movies. Uh, I'm really happy with myself. I stopped playing so many video games and I started watching some movies. Um, uh, speaking of, I watched just I know I've already talked about this, but Brandon, I did watch the Hayam Universal Soldier movies. Oh, nice! That's um, awesome. I know. I finally I was waiting. I'm just like fuck it. I'll just do it. Yeah, both are amazing. I was not expecting the last one being that experimental. Um, being like that fucking far out. So I really, I I thought of Reckoning when I, uh, I thought of you when I watched Reckoning. So that was, um, so that was fun. It, it's um, pretty incredible. It's very, it right. goes in a very surprising direction. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like high concept. And I just wasn't, I just wasn't expecting it. Like, cause, uh, cause um, uh, was it uh, regeneration is pretty like straight down the middle, like hour, 30 minute of action and we'll get you out of there. No time. I mean, yeah. there's some other Hyams, stuff getting into it. But Hyams is a pretty good workman director, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a very, very strong director. Um, mm. Yeah, he... I, I wish he was doing bigger work, even though I love what he does do, but it's just surprising that someone that's as good as he is is like kind yeah. of stuck in, like, DTV world. Yeah. And I don't know how big of a... how big of a fact this is. Did you guys know his son or, like, his like grandson or something founded indeed i did like not the know job that. search how site. did you know that well that's what, that's what i want to know how did you know that because blank check brought it up oh that's interesting. uh they were promoting really? indeed and of course peter hyams directed 2010 and it was when they were covering kubrick that they brought no, it we're up. talking it was, about john hyam oh yeah peter it might be it might be john hyam's brother maybe because peter hyam yeah it could be that dad. too yeah. yeah yeah peter hyams that's what i mean so maybe um, one of his other sons. Maybe yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many Hyams are there? Jeez, they're just coming out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I might have them confused, but there's definitely like a connective thing here. That's fine if you do. Um, I so that after we recorded Resident Evil and um, Josh was like Event Horizon. If you're a PWS fan, you have to watch that movie. And yeah. I'm like, all right, Josh, I'll watch Event Horizon. Let's see what this got fucking bomb ass movie that shit is all vibes and atmosphere and you know great acting and it's that'll teach you not to doubt joshua you no know, i didn't really doubt him I, I knew i was gonna like it but that was really dope uh after that i got a real creepy sci-fi mood watched alien cubed the fincher the assembly cut i think That's that last act too i like it i think that last act kind of sucks i mean not yeah. sucks but like the last set piece is so incomprehensible yeah you can see the wheels coming off yeah i think yeah. like the very ending of you know spoiler of her sacrificing herself and all of that stuff is really good it's just that final set piece of the alien going through the hallways i'm just like how many fucking hallways are we going through right now <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> um sunshine the danny boyle movie where everyone who knew me thought i was going to love that movie because i like sad space movies and they were correct it's a sad space movie and i liked it uh and killian murphy movie. is a handsome 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 man um that cast is super fucking stacked too 
Like yeah, that was back when Chris Evans was like kind of interesting. Right. Right. And you know, like you have like Michelle Yeoh is like the fifth or fourth lead. Like yeah. that's like a stacked cast. Um, the mist I watched, um, a movie I really liked until that third act and I kind of hate it now. Um, but I still think it's very effective. So I don't know. Um, that ending really, I don't know. I I don't like it. Uh, then of <laughs> course the Michelle Yeoh, um, collection on Criterion mm. is, or now, or the, whatever the yeah. channel that has a yeah, whole Michelle Yeoh kicks ass. That's now. the eight. Yeah. Eight films. Yeah. Watched. Yes, madam. Great. It's always been on the top of my list. I'm a huge action nerd, and that's great. Good movie. Heroic Trio wasn't... I still... I need to watch it again. I'm a huge Johnny Toe fan, but I wasn't really expecting that specifically. <laughs> um, especially since I've gotten to later Johnny Toe. Um, like, that's where I've... You know, exit like from, like, Exiled to, like, uh, Three. That's, like, the stuff that I've mostly seen from him. Um, and then... Yeah, and that's it. I'm just I'm trying to watch more movies now. And yeah, I'm going to probably still keep going through the criterion uh, mm. for Michelle Yeoh, because like yeah. all those films are just hard to come by in general, yeah. like like streaming wise. So now that they're all mm. there, it's just like kind of have no excuse. Yeah. Is Super Cop in that collection? Yes, that's Ooh. that's definitely like a must. She's yeah, I think she like outclasses Jackie in that movie. It's pretty. Mm. I haven't seen the second that's what I've one. heard. Yeah, the second one's great, too. This It's i love the second one i love all three of them i haven't seen the other ones because that series keeps going and i think some are official some aren't i don't know it's weird that's the thing with hong kong sequels it's like i looked up like after yes madam there's like five sequels that are kind of it like yeah in the line of duty four and it's like well it's kind of a sequel it's kind of not it's always bizarre yeah there's a big big box set of the the in the line of duty movies coming out like right around my birthday this year and i'm pumped <laughs> that's dope i love her and i love cynthia rothrock so that's mm. exciting and i think they're only in like two of them like i don't I think, think so yeah like and that's and they're like they're all the same thing it's same with like um oh what's the donnie yen film and then the sequel is a tommy uh, um uh, uh tony jaw film the special zone no uh i always SPL? forget this. spl thank you yeah and it's like those movies have nothing to do with each other, but ones it's like SBL one and SBL two, but they have like no actual connection. It's like India. India will put out sequels to their movies where it's like it'll have the same name and it'll just say two, but then there's completely different characters, a completely different story, but they bring right. back the, the same cast because they're just but they're playing different characters, but they're like, Oh, this made money. You guys love these stars, so we'll just this is a sequel even though it's not which kind of, i i dig it's just i just wish just i don't know just call it something else <laughs> i'm having a hard time to understand which is which I Make know. it know my sense. american yeah. pea-sized brain i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny yeah i should i should do a few of those um while they're there what's the johnny toe one you said heroic trio they yeah, have uh, yes. the first one and the yes. second one I should do that it's real campy yeah. real campy I I had some idea of how campy it was. I still wasn't fully mm. prepared. Um, it was yeah. good. It's really good. Maggie, it looks Maggie like Chung is incredible in the first yeah. one. Yeah, she's so cool but in it. It yeah. looks like a million bucks in the sense oh, yeah. of like everyone is insanely attractive, but it's also it's so well shot. Yeah, it looks I'm, so good. I'm hoping mm. it gets. I'm hoping whatever that restoration they have gets a disc release at some point because I have like a crappy looking DVD heard. of it. 
Yeah, I think I heard it was, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I might have made something I just made up. Uh, what am I gonna talk about? <laughs> I feel like I feel like now I'm beginning to think Ron Howard isn't that bad of a director because I saw Paranoid recently. You guys, Paranoid's real good. Uh, it's like just the right amount of syrupy, uh, just the right amount of 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 um complex issues that really have multiple right answers or no right answers that's like just the right amount of domestic um that's the right that's the right shape of domestic drama you know like steve martin's so good um we have lee phoenix you know early keanu um <laughs> yeah it's yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just and you're a big thirteen like, fan, right? What thirteen I'm a big lives is that? What thirteen it is? lives head. Like I've been threatening one. to watch that movie. I have you're gonna once you pull that trigger. It's yeah, it's dad it, dad movie. Is, that, is it, that what I'm getting? It's like it's like a dad movie, but there's something about it that it's like it's kind of like in another year because it's all about process. Um, rather than it's like because it's like it it doesn't have that like sort of heavy period piece kind of feel that mm-hmm. makes it feel bogged down in historical accuracy but rather mm-hmm. it's like just decent people working towards a goal and you I, you just cannot believe that it's a true story you just can't That's believe awesome. it um and uh yeah and i mean you know Ron Howard getting accused of uh, vanilla, basic, simple filmmaking about very simple stories. It, I'm not the first to to make that accusation, but you're not. Um, it, <laughs> in yeah. Parenthood, it's very effective, and it's just like, right. wow, yeah, I was not, I was just not expecting. Yeah, sometimes you just get those dudes in a zone. Yeah. It's just like it works, but it's just yeah. one of those things when it's every movie. You're like, yeah. okay, like Ron, exactly. Let's let's sit down and. I feel like I've gotten some of the bad ones out of the way where it's like, okay, right. like, yeah, but. Um, Everyone says yeah, that like, that Thai cave rescue movie he did last year is really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah 13, 13 lives. lives. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah. 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 I, I still need to see it, but you guys, Same. It, yeah. it's, I mean, you know, the runtime I was going to say like <laughs> that scared me too, but for long movies, I'll sometimes watch them. But then you the look morning. at the cast. Yeah. And you're like yeah. the cast yeah. is great. That's what drew me because, like, I went to LA a couple times last year, and my, the first time I went, I was just like walking down the street, and they have billboards all over the place there. And like, um, they had a 13 Lives billboard, and I, it was like Colin Farrell and I think Mark Strong and Vigo Mortensen, mm-hmm. and like I'm Joe like, Edgerton, too. Oh, yeah, right. And I, I was looking at the billboard, and I was like, What the fuck is this? I was like, Why is <laughs> <I heard> this? <laughs> This is like the this is like the American heroic trio of all these hotties. Yeah, oh yeah, and 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 the one Aussie too. Yeah, everyone talks about right. how Netflix doesn't promote anything, but Amazon like. Yeah, I know. Do, no, you're does completely not right. talk about um, their movies. It's weird. Yeah, and Amazon probably produced maybe the greatest television show that happened in the last twenty years, and they, and people are like, <laughs> yeah. ah, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Like Underground yeah. Railroad is one of the greatest things I've ever seen, and and Amazon's like, ah, yeah, whatever. yeah. Right. But would you like paper towels? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but because wow, it's like, you know, five. It's so funny because it's like we're talking about 2017 right now, and like 2015, 2016, 2017 is sort of like that era for Amazon when they're like, we're getting like the 90s, early 2000s auteurs back. We're getting Jarmish. We're getting Spike Lee you know, like Kenneth Lonergan and stuff like that. But then like 
after that sort of like mid-decade era, it's like we're just doing movies. Like we're just like not going to push. And you're not going to know more. Right. You're not going to know about them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's bizarre. But we have Lord of the um, Rings, and no one yeah. watches it. But and apparently, a lot of people do. Netflix right. kind of did that too with like uh, bringing in all these like big big directors, and then like mm-hmm. now they just don't do it anymore. And I was reading somewhere like a year or two ago where like i guess the theory was that a lot of these streamers like cashed in on prestige it was like oh well and like gave all these like auteurs like their chance to do like their big epic and then after they got all their oscar nominations they're like you know like we're legit now we don't really need to do that that often anymore so like right why scorsese couldn't get his latest one funded until apple stepped in and it's just crazy Mm -hmm. yeah it's like why ridley is going to apple as well i think yeah the well, they have, they're all, it's an arms race. It's constantly an arms race. So first it was the prestige and like establishment. Now it's franchises. It's like they create this own competition they have with themselves. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, we have the Bombback movies. No, 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 no. We have the Stephen, the Steve McQueen movies. No, 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 no. <laughs> we have the Scorsese movies. No, no, no. We have the Jim Jarmusch movies. Like, and then it becomes, we have fucking Stranger Things. We have Lord of the Rings. We have, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just, it's just this arms, right? It's like this own sustaining, like, industrial complex of, like, us raising the need. It, you know, it's like Russia in the U.S. It's like, we have so many nukes. No, we have more nukes. We have a lot of nukes. We have more nukes. It's just they keep leveling up yeah. until it's getting to a point where it just crumbles upon itself. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, like, it's it's like, then they're just, like, big studios now. Like, there's no difference right. between streamers and traditional studios. It's interesting. That's why I only like I think Apple and Amazon are set to succeed because they have alternative um stream uh, al- alternative revenues of income. The mm-hmm. other ones are kind of fucked. Um but that's a that's that's a longer conversation. That's a whole other yeah. Not a conversation for not us to uh right. to figure it, I suppose. Uh but today we go to Paris and we would like to get into personal shopper. Uh, Brandon, let's begin with yourself. When was the first time you saw it and were introduced to, to the film? What are you doing in Paris? I'll take it. This too. It's five hundred for the belt and two thousand for each bag. Great. I'm a personal shopper. Kira's very high profile. Hey, Kira. She can't do normal things. So I have a sister. You have nothing better to do besides dress Kira. I'm waiting. What are you waiting for? My twin brother Louis died here. It's been 95 days. We made this oath. Whoever died first would send the other a sign. From the afterlife. Has that always been there? Louis, are you here? Sign. Are you sure? There was a presence. Do you think Lewis is here? I don't know. Kira? I'm just gonna drop these bags for you, okay? Hey. Kira was murdered. What were you doing at her place? Why are you asking? 
I'm lost. I can't tell whether or not I'm going crazy. Unless it's you. Or is it just me? I actually saw it in theaters. It came to a little indie theater down the street from my old apartment. And I was very excited for it because at the time, and it's crazy because like this doesn't feel that long ago, but I guess it is. It's like over five years ago now, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. I, I I had heard of Aseos, but I hadn't really seen anything yet. But I was just a big Kristen Stewart fan. And it was like around that time where like people were starting to be like oh you know she can actually act and it was like there were those of us that were like like you know like we, we what do you mean we've thought this forever but like um but that was like i think personal shopper was like that moment where like people were starting to actually no clouds of sils maria was when people mm-hmm. took notice but um i actually i saw that after personal shopper but um yeah so i just kind of i had heard a lot about it through various podcasts and sites and twitter and everything and was like i really want to see this i saw it alone in that theater on a sunday afternoon i don't know why i remember the day but um uh i just fell in love with it i was completely blown away by it and just really just like kind of i had never really seen anything like it up until that point and then going back and watching the rest of his movies the ones I've seen at least uh, definitely is of a piece with a lot of his work and he's like become one of my favorite filmmakers now, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just kind of heard about it through all the various channels that you hear through movie about movies and sought it out and really glad I did. Cause it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, I, I I'll, I'll volunteer to go next actually. Cause I actually have a very similar story that I also saw this in theaters at the screening room in Newburyport, Massachusetts. And I then fell in love with it because I heard it through, you know, your various channels that you hear movies from uh, 2017. I've said a million times, but this is the first year that I started following or sorry, 2016 is the first year that I started following film festivals. I heard about this movie cause it was at Cannes, TIFF, New York film festival, the previous year and I was like what and um I had seen clouds a year or two prior to seeing this um just yeah adore both um it just like I, I feel like it was just yeah I was like 16 I think 17 years old and I was just like you know completely went over my head but it was just like what like its visual language was just so powerful at the time um and I remember like feeling like on like an, I feel like liking this movie with my friend group was like isolating because I recommended this and they were all like, <laughs> did not go over well, but yeah, that's, that's, that's on it you. It was lame. All right. That's was, on you. That was, that's a completely, that's on you to recommend this movie to like normies. They, Come on. They were not normies. They Even were still, movies. you got to be real. You got. They be were into movies. Careful. Okay, it's I, I mean, sentence me. Okay, it's fine. If I recommend <laughs> a guy who watches like a lot of like a decent amount of like Oscar films a year, Aguirre, The Wrath of God. I don't know how that's gonna go. Like you know, it's one of those things where you gotta like be careful with even the thing. Even if you think these people love movies, it's like what you're you're what you're putting on them is a tall ask because i I I love this movie by the way yeah i love this movie but it's one of those things where it's like come on like 
your one and a half star rating suggests otherwise that you like this movie. Um, I have no interest. I don't think I anticipated how tall of an ask this would be. To be fair, I guess I was not (laughs) thinking. Okay, it wasn't like the the um what was was what was the um. Oh shit! What was the laugh the most movie you saw in theaters where everyone started walking out one by one? Was it Sacred Deer? It was Sacred Deer. Yeah, that, yeah. that and was. And your friends um, are, and your friends yeah. were just there, just cu- chuckling. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was the best day of my life. Yeah. No, it's one of the best stories mm-hmm. I've ever heard. I'll, I'll, I'll do a brief retelling um, because I'm <laughs> I'm good like that. Yeah. Uh, so no, 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 please, Jack, you were there. Yeah. I was Jack yeah. and his. Uh, was it you? Was it you and a friend, or is it like a bunch of? Yeah, friends? just just myself and a friend. Yeah. So Jack and his friend goes to see Killing of a Sacred Deer in theaters. And as the movie starts and it continues, one by one at certain moments, people start walking out of the theater. Like as like mm-hmm. if you put a stopwatch to it. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> that one moment, few people get out. That other moment, few people get out. And it just continually builds until maybe like the very 10 end, others. I yeah, until there's yeah. like five, until it's like you two and then like three other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. in the whole theater and that makes yeah. and that makes me laugh every time because yep. you can when you watch that movie i like to think about yeah. oh that's when yeah. that that person left oh that's yeah. when that person left yeah um, i like like i remember three people left when poor little baby face sunny soul chick like falls down the escalator it was just like one of those like and it's such a loud thud of a you know <laughs> it's just great he has a career on him now he's great making movie. bank from those game of those uh god of war uh games he's the oh is he's it the kid oh, in yeah. Both. oh yeah he's the kid in yeah. both he had a oh, crazy yeah. 2018 where he was mid 90s and got mid 90s yeah. first one yeah, that's right yeah. um but anyways i i've this is the fir- i saw personal shopper last night for the very first time i have not seen an elias movie is elias elias Asaius. 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 Oh, French. He was um, married to Mia Henson Love. And I guess that is when we oh, cover something. Right. Or was married, I guess, their ex partners. And also, we've, I should, you know, of course, we covered Clouts on the pod. That's a pretty. Yeah. Mate. Well, I wasn't I wasn't there for Clouts. You were not there. For, uh, or I should that say was my I sabbatical. Got, but, um, he also, um, uh, he yeah. also dated Maggie Chung for a bit. He also dated crazy. Maggie Chung. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And also, uh, speaking of Maggie Chung, this is very cool for us that Brandon was also discussing Asias on Hit Factory. That you know, it's like we like to say hello to our friends over guys. there, but <laughs> hate them. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're the worst. I never have pleasant <laughs> conversations with them ever. It's always you know, pure <laughs> anger and hatred. Um, no, I love them. Carly is uh, like the most supportive person I've ever met. In my it's life. it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, she's it's, like the best. I don't know how she hasn't like. I don't know. like it's one of those things where it's like she's so nice that I'm like, all right, what are you what are you doing? Like, what what are what's the what are you doing with your spare time? Because this is this is like you can't be like you can't be this like adjusted of what like or like this generous of a person. I just yeah. it's just crazy to me. Um okay, and I also just found out this is completely off topic, but uh Asaius was born the same exact or not the same exact day, but like has the same birthday as my mom. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> three, he's like, three. He, he was born like three 60s, years before. I think, yeah. Right, yeah. He, my mom was born uh, 58 of January 25th, and he mm. was born January 25th, 55. So I don't know what that says. But do says what you something. will. Do what you will. Um, so yeah, this is my first Asaius uh, personal shopper. First time I uh, uh, saw it. I have not 
seen a ton. It's one of those things where I'm I've always accepted or not accept always, but like when the narrative or the reclamation of Stuart, good actress, in fact, I went with it, even though I never saw any of those movies that she was like that turned sure. that around. Yeah. But I was just like, I saw clips and I never really thought she was that bad of an actress in the first place. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, she's um, not she's not bad in I mean, she's okay, no one's good in a, like the latter Twilight movies, but I think she has a take on the character in the first one. Right, exactly. She, and I think like it just as that series goes on, she's kind of like left out to sea because I don't think Definitely. the writer has a take on those characters. But I, I can't say same with Rob. You can say the yeah, same about Rob. You yeah. say both of them. Like she becomes yeah. out to sea because she's such a like hands-on actor that I think she needs to have like something anchoring her. Mm-hmm. Where whereas him, I think he just slowly lost interest. And you can see his boredom creeping in because he's genuinely, I think, like interesting in the first one. He's doing a thing in the first uh-huh. one. Yes. But and he's like very he's sparkling. As they go That's what he's doing. <laughs> he's, he has all that glitter on him. I think someone take a brush you, and watch it off. You can go back to our episode, but you can't. We say you can't. It's locked. You. I think we say something along the lines of like they do the best they possibly can. I mean, it's it's like the best possible version of um, Edward and Bella. It's those two. It's like, you yeah, can't who are you going to recast? The best right, possible exactly. version. Yeah. Right. That's one of those things. It's like, there's no better choice. That's, it yeah, was them, exactly. and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a weird time in their lives. But. That was a crazy thing I did. I watched, yeah. so we did an episode, that, the last one when the Razzie, when we did our Razzie series, I just watched the last one without watching any of the other ones. And that was a weird experience. I, I still enjoyed it though. Um. So yeah, I think that's you know that's the time I watched it. Yeah, I was blown away by this. I and it's one of those things I knew fucking nothing, mm. knew nothing about the actual plot. I thought it was about someone who was an addictive shopper. <laughs> I literally thought that. I heard, I had no plot details. I thought it was someone who was like having an addiction to like shop. Like oh, personal shopper. She's shopping too much. You remember um, this coming out at least? Yeah, and like, you heard she about was, like, it. Praised yeah. Yeah. and yeah, that yeah, yeah, people yeah. liked yeah. it. And that mm-hmm. it wasn't for everybody. I had nothing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea about yep. the spiritual medium psychic. And it's so funny because I read two separate plot synopses. So I read the plot synopsis on IMDb and I read the plot synopsis on Canopy, which I watched. It Where on. does it and say I'm, something about addictive? Well, the, well, that that was my first thing. But the, like the IMDb plot synopsis is like, oh, she's like, you know, She's getting received these, uh, you know, mysterious texts and she has her, you know, she's trying to reconnect her brother, blah, blah, blah. And then in like the canopy plots and I'm just like, there's a cat and mouse game happening in the seductive thriller. And I'm like, did I figure out the right fucking movie? Because they're completely (laughs) two completely different descriptions of the same movie. Um, Yeah, it was like, yeah, they're trying to. It was like, you know, oh, this psychic, like, I don't think the, I don't think INDB says psychic. It's like the psychic cat and mouse seductive thriller. They said the word seductive thriller, which is bizarre to me. That's the um, aside. This movie magic. is not seductive, right. nor a thriller. I literally I think, think they just said seductive. Of... Okay, I think it's ahead. a little bit of both, but I think it's like, because I genuinely find the texting on the train scene very thrilling. Um, oh, I think it's for sure a thriller. Yeah. And I, I think that there's like a little bit of seductiveness going on there, but it's like more of like, I don't know, we can get into that, but it, um, I don't know. 
I find the whatever this ghost is that's haunting her is a very seductive presence to her I think it's like because I, I don't think it's necessarily her brother but I don't know we I don't know what you guys think I it's one of those things where I'm after the movie is over I'm just like ah, I don't know <laughs> maybe um it is that interesting as some yeah as someone who watches for the first time it's like you almost automatically think the texting is a ghost yeah like almost like in you're just so sure of it and it's just like well who else and then i start thinking oh maybe it's that guy but it's also but everything feels so supernatural even if it is in reality that it's one of those i i I, it's it's kind of incomprehensible to or not incomprehensible but it's hard to defer what is like actually happening the first time the mortal realm or like the spiritual realm the first time I saw it, I thought that what I came away with was that it was her grief manifested a spiritual right. being into like into like reality. And that's what was communicating with her. And I kind of had when I saw Tar, I had it reminded me a lot of personal shopper because I think mm. like yeah, like Lydia Tar is being haunted by like a manifestation of like her own guilt. And I felt like they were like complimentary movies. But then rewatching it today or i mean yesterday i was i I got a lot of like i think a lot about um his other work especially like i don't know if either of you have seen demon lover but no that was hard to find i tried yeah yeah i bought like a really bad dvd of it it looks terrible Mm -hmm. but that's another that's (laughs) when i hope someone does something with one day but um all of his a lot of his movies are hard to track down Um, yeah yeah. it's frustrating because he i saw boarding gate recently this week because that was really good that that one's awesome yeah that that has a lot of similarities to demon lover and um i think as much as i think it is her grief manifesting it i also think there's an argument to be made that like there's ghosts living within technology trying to like he he has i I haven't parsed it out there's people that are a lot smarter than me who have figured this out but he's very interested in how technology shapes our lives and how it how we remember how it how it how we remember things and i think that I don't know the I, I haven't I haven't fully gotten a handle on the theory that maybe the ghost is te- technologically based but I think that maybe there's something there but I'm still leaning more towards it's born out of her own grief and that it's not necessarily tied to one person or one thing and that it's just her own grief haunting her mm-hmm. it's all about grief as they say about every movie now <laughs> true it's innocence like, lost it's it's all about <laughs> I was gonna do that man <laughs> son of a bitch Shout out, um, um it's about the loss of innocence that is true first and foremost um it's just too bad this couldn't be as it, profound as that wandavision grief quote mm, of course of course what what is oh darn it i i wish i could hold that i don't one. i don't what is, i don't want you what to is grief it. but love preserving is that i, I think that? it is or persevering is what i think it is but mm, okay there you go okay yeah awesome uh, i'm glad i'm glad we revisited this um <laughs> i think it's yeah i agree um i'm thinking about clouds now and the idea of your head what he's (laughs) with the idea of what he's tapping into of the onlineness of um you know like celebrity 
culture and how it's starting to become become into its own um and yeah like how we how we project our lives into there and now it's like that idea of um julie b's character and how her um career is so dependent on the reviews and and it's like yeah like kristen stewart's character is like that's that's her constant communication in uh, sales maria but now it's like that idea is now taken it and it's uh, it's evolved into something much more um ethereal and unknown and magical but then it's just now faced with a lot more questions and something concrete um but yeah i think you're totally right that he's trying to tap into something that um I don't know. I think it's it's interesting to see these auteurs that have been making movies for a decade plus, but are now starting to make contemporary movies um, that focus on technology. Like there's a whole letterbox list out there about like this idea and later period work. That's that's then them like commenting about the modern world, right? But um, and this is just another example of that. Well, it's. I'm not the first to make this point. I, I heard this somewhere and I can't remember who said it, but it was a really interesting kind of viewpoint is that I, one of the things I like about the kind of duology of this in clouds is that it's both of them have Kristen Stewart playing a, a, a um an assistant to someone like ultra famous in that mm-hmm. world. And I think that it's like, really, I don't, I, I love what the commentary of that. And also in both films, she doesn't really like it. No, right? she's and, kind of dissatisfied with her life. But. Yeah, and I, and I think the funniest thing about that is that casting Kristen Stewart in that role is very funny because she's one of the most famous people on on right. earth and it's just very funny that like yeah. she's she's like kind of like this anonymous figure to these super famous people. I don't know, it's like a very fun commentary on her own fame in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's Definitely. wearing these kind of schlubby clothing while picking out some of like the most gorgeous dresses you could possibly imagine. Yeah. The lactose and shirts they was getting. <laughs> right, yeah. <it's, laughs> That like, oh, what's that like, uh, button? Uh, that like collared T-shirt that has like a crocodile on it. That yeah, I that's see, what like, I just said. Yeah, the like, oh, okay, that's, <laughs> that's what yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like but, every golfer in the world does that. <laughs> oh uh, wait, did you did you mean to say Lacoste? Oh, what I say? You said Lacoste. Yeah. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> For a minute, I was, I was like, oh I don't God. think there's something like, called. That's lactose. what I. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was playing I am lactose head. intolerant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, did yeah, she wear I like a milk it. shirt in this movie? <laughs> Got milk. <laughs> Got milk. I was just yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. No, yeah. That's like, so funny. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um. Oh my god. It is. This movie is obviously obsessed with uh, communication. Mm-hmm. How do we communicate? What makes it like? Like how? Because I mean, like the three main forms of communication in this movie besides like talking obviously it's like a lot of it is facetime texting and like a phone call tag when it with like um uh, kira and like hey i'm gonna pick these up later remember to return these blah 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 and it's interesting how he can make texting feel supernatural and in a way it makes me think it's like when she's trying to communicate with you know the spirits whether it's you know through the tapping or whatever it's like that idea of what makes that kind of communication less fucking weird than texting in a way of 
it's just you just send out random messages and it receives to your phone and you just kind of send it back and no one knows really how it works besides the people who know actually know the science but to us laymen it's like fucking magic i can just send something to jack and he'll instantly get it and he's like oh yeah no worries and send it back um or i'll ignore it (laughs) right yeah i'll usually ignore it um i i love to read it leave them on red um but yeah. it is yeah it's this movie's all about communication and her obsession with communication and like whether it's the most effective what is most effective and what is feels like real because it's like phone t- like you know phone tag i don't know man that's like such an inauthentic human experience just like leaving little messages of just like hey i missed you uh okay please do this and then five like you know an hour later it's like okay i missed your call this is what i want you to like it's so it's so antisocial in a way. Did he ever want to talk about, like, this is what this means, this is what it is, or did he just show up, you guys are going to shoot, this is what I think about the character, that's it? Yeah, uh, th- this, the way that he works is um, it, really similar to how I feel like I really, like, thrive. Everything is articulated in action. Like, he's, um, he's really not interested in, in uh, like, leading you somewhere, necessarily. He, um, doesn't even necessarily know the answers to the questions he's asking. He he prefers to to watch you figure it out. And um, like he even says, like I I I couldn't I, if you ask certain questions because I'm like sort of designed to want to satisfy somebody who's hired me. Um, he's like I couldn't possibly answer that for you. It's almost like if you have a, like a kid or something, and like you know they're like, wait, tell me like a finite answer to something that I should like think think of myself. You know what I mean? It's sort of like. You put them in a position where they can sort of like be encouraged to figure it out rather than um yeah be like spoon fed something because he like really, he's not interested in like making statements it's 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 a uh, i don't know it's a uh, it's like a, it sounds lame but he's it's like a spiritual thing for him so do you have your own inspiration for marie did you did you sort of find your own sort of like um motivation for what she's going through did or since he wasn't articulating it past the script um, I mean, she's such a, she's such a, uh, sort of, she's so void of any individuality at this point because, like, gra- grappling with, um, <coughs> such immense grief just makes you sort of, like, uh, a stranger in every sense of, the, like, you're just, you, you, you have no place, like, you see people doing normal things and you're just like, I would love to find my way into that, I just, I can't understand how, how, um, how I can exist in that if I don't know who I am. You know what I mean? She's like half of a person. She misses him so much. She's almost like doing an impression of him the entire time. And um, So, uh, yeah, it was like, there was no way to prepare for it. I, it was kind of like I was ready to, I, I, need, I needed endurance. I, I knew that. Um, but, 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 but it's such a shifting, ambiguous like relationship that she has with any sort of like conclusion that like, there's, there was nothing that I could do to like get right. I mean, I didn't even know like where she was from. Like, I just sort of imagined maybe she was from where, like somewhere I was from. So I, so it was just like the easiest, most like tangible way of getting into someone. It, well, it's really funny too because like, I, texting and stuff like that is like always such a hard thing to make cinematic, and I don't think a lot right. of people do it really well. But like, Asias is like just he really gets like I don't know he he gets that those three dots are just like maddening when you're sitting there waiting right. for a message to come through and you're like freaking out internally and i've i've never seen that shown that way like so like so cinematically where it's like 
like that should that scene shouldn't work where she's just texting on the train and it's like you're like holding your breath the whole time because you know what that feels like when you're in an intense conversation and you're waiting for that message to come through it's it's really pretty it's like an incredible bit of filmmaking that i don't i've never seen anyone pull off other than him and it's because he knows how to retool Kristen stewart that that's like she can have such an engagement with with her phone like on that train scene um that i don't know who else could do she really her, the way her, her thumb shape yeah sticks yeah. in my mind that's so yeah. that engage that instantly draws your eye and keeps you in the scene just by her thumb shaking in a certain way it's fucking mm. nuts People... it's a it's a performance that's constantly active it's a very yeah. jittery performance but that's not to say that it's you know it's not it's, neurotic it's not neurotic yeah like people will comment on her um uh crimes of the future performance that it's as if someone's doing a Kristen Stewart perf- impression um and I that's that not to say that's a perfect performance and that's <laughs> not to say like she's a caricature but it's just that she's nailed such a specific I don't know like a specific motion all great of, um, all great actors have frequencies yeah all great actors yeah. have frequencies name any actor Denzel Humphrey Bogart Tom Hanks uh, fucking Kate Blanchett, Tilda Swinton. Literally, the list goes on. They all have specific frequencies that they can tap into that makes them them. Yeah. And yes, I mean, chameleons it, are great, but it's but they even chameleons have frequencies they attune to. Mm-hmm. Like Tilda Swinton is very much has frequencies. Tilda, yeah. Even Sandman, right? It's like we mm-hmm. talked about Sandman plenty and still, but it's like we talked about Kristen and Rob Pattinson plenty. And those two are prime examples of like, you know, clearly maligned. Uh, actors of the early half of the decade and then retool themselves to by the when once we get it to 2019 they are considered the best of their generations and its performances I think this could be the one performance of Kristen Stewart's decade um, that you really look at and are wowed with what she's doing that's that's heard throughout every scene of the entire movie she she fills the screen really well too because like she always feels like she's vibrating but not in a way that's distracting but but in a way that you want to like just watch like you brought up crimes of the future and i i love that performance mostly like i love all the weird shit she's doing in it but i also really just love that in scenes where she's kind of in the periphery like in the background like your yes. eye is always drawn to her because there's just something bizarre about her. And definitely she, she has that energy. And like, this is not a story that's that worth telling because like nothing actually happened, but she filmed happiest season here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I, I was walking out of a coffee shop the one day and she, and like her little tiny little entourage of people blew past me into an SUV. And just like, I, I knew it was her immediately because she's my favorite actor. And I was yeah. just like, I like, was kind of like astonished because I was like, Jesus Christ, that's Kristen Stewart. And but like even then she had like that frequency where you're just like, holy yeah. shit. Like she just has like a bizarre physicality that like I don't know. And and I'm just as a side note, I'm so I have friends who like posted pictures like a few days later that, uh where she went to some dingy dive bar where they frequent and was just playing pool with them and hanging out with them. But they're they they're all lesbians, so like I think maybe she was more keen to hang out with them than some uh, guy with a beard. That's like, I'm, you're my favorite actor. <laughs> like, I, but um, yeah, I just, the rules. Oh yeah, yeah, but I've always been so jealous of the, of my yeah. friends. Like they when they posted those pictures on Instagram, I was like just 
couldn't believe it she's just like mm-hmm. hanging out with them like shooting pole and stuff it was awesome yeah and i mean you know like we bring up just how celebrated and famous she is at this point um she does not have to do that no she could just like get out of pittsburgh and just like film the movie like you know move on but it's like yeah that's it shows like someone's humility obviously once they actually she got this reputation like during the twilight years where she was like standoffish and rude but i think she was just uncomfortable with like fame and i've she seems really chill like she's just like a cool person yeah i think i think yeah and again i think like yeah that's absolutely true to her and that's absolutely true to rob hansen as well that they just got really fucking famous at a at the at a very early part of their lives yeah and then it's like the retooling of their careers also got to retool like themselves as people it's like that's pretty cool yeah it's a lot to ask of people at that young of an age and then to put on them like, oh, they're weird and rude. And it's like they're literally teenagers going into young adulthood. Definitely. And also some people are just kind of standoffish. Yeah, and I think and, and our culture made those people out to be villains, especially who are like high profile. Like and I'm guilty of it, too. When I was really young and she was on like the Kids Choice Awards back in like when I was like seven or something. And she received the award. She was like, yay, this is great. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. And I thought she was the devil when I was like, why don't you appreciate this kid's choice of awards? <laughs> it's the stupidest shit ever. Most prestigious like, award. Exactly. Like, like, don't you appreciate blah, blah, blah. But it's also because I also, there is that, I think we talked, and we talked about it um, in the Twilight episode, but it's like, that's what you had to be when you were when you were our age. You had to think Kristen Stewart was lame because she's in those Twilight movies that were made for girls and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is that idea that if someone just appears a little standoffish and has a modicum of fame, they're a problem. They're bad instead of the actual people who are like, you know, but Brad Pitt. Oh, we love Brad Pitt. Isn't he great? But it's like, you know, but what has Kristen Stewart done? You know, it's like, not what get actions us, has she committed? Not to get us off the rails, is there someone like that now that's, that's like, perceived incorrectly? Or you think, like, they're just, like, famous at a bad time? Like I know people, that's kind of hard to... I think people... To... I don't know. I don't know if, like, Twitter has created a lot of problems, but I think one thing right. it's done is, like, helped redefine conversations around people where, like, you know, like, not to go way into the weeds, but this movie is, and a lot of Asias's work is a lot about celebrity, but, like, yeah, like, absolutely. for years there was the whole Britney Spears thing, and then now people right. are, like, you know, we were wrong about that, and I think people try to approach situations differently now. Like, the only person I can kind of think of that's on a similar trajectory, like, that's blowing up and has a similar kind of strange personality is Jenna Ortega, but people mm. seem to people seem to love how like quiet and weird right she is. yeah right and now that's a quirk now that's yeah. fun isn't that interesting how that works yeah. it's like when stewart <laughs> was famous it's like oh she's the devil and then plaza does it and it's just like oh she's so quirky she's so mean we love yeah. her <laughs> um but that idea of celebrity it is interesting though because um when it comes to the depiction of kira like you know satan herself in a way i mean that's at least how she is perceived by um uh, 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 what's Kristen Stewart in this movie? Marine. Yeah, I don't know if she looks like a marine. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, uh, but like she is like yeah, she's like we see she has like two seconds of screen time, but we all hear about how awful she is. No one has a nice thing to say about her. Um, 
and you know in a way you almost think that like marine might secretly secretly wanted her dead maybe as like every as any other person who is just so fucking tired of someone they're just like god why why wouldn't they just go away obviously she doesn't really want that but that idea of um i don't know of celebrity being this like she has this line that she talks about i think when she was getting invest um uh interrogated interrogated by the police uh detective it's like she's like a fame like she doesn't have time to do normal things that normal people do i have to do all of that for her and how those little wires or not wires those ge- how the gears are kind of turning behind the celebrity it's like they have that person who just does their shit because mm-hmm. i think we all just think things appear in a way it's like oh she wore that dress that you know she chose that or that appeared for her and it's like no i mean so there was a like a method methodology behind it that five other people made that decision before they got to them um mm-hmm. and that kind of inner working of how fabricated and inauthentic everything is about celebrity I guess like to put together a celebrity's image that's not right. all their decisions like that the, 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 to, to go into one person's image public image that there's got to be so many decisions and it's the Maureen Stratton's of the world that are going to help make those decisions but really the decisions that are they're being made is like what dress do you like better because <laughs> you have a similar figure to <laughs> Kira and it's like so like I, I think um, Maureen sees the uselessness and the tediousness of this cycle, but then, um, especially when she talks about it's, the it's GQ like, and yeah. like how useless it is, right? Then it's like you know, it's this idea like she's just searching for for an identity still, and uh, because she's she's suffering this this griefing uh, process, can't necessarily escape um this job right now i think because it's you know it's just like sort of helping her process but also she sees how little it does for for herself and i think for for kira i couldn't imagine something more unfulfilling than that yeah right 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 well it's it's another fun way that it kind of plays with kristen stewart's own celebrity too because you're right. seeing how unfulfilling this life. I mean, not to like weep for poor celebrities. I know that they all right. have it right. much easier than we ever will. But like, you are seeing how unfulfilling uh, her, you know, her boss's life is and everything, and that she's not making any decisions on her own. But the public has a perception of her based on almost you know nothing. Like, there's nothing like tangible about their perception, and it's the same way. You know, again, with Kristen Stewart's public image. Like we only saw what was on the surface. We didn't see everything that went into that. And it's just a fun way to think about like, I don't know. I think Asias, like much like technology and um, things like that has a very interesting take on celebrity in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And continues this with um, uh, the Irma Vet miniseries. Oh yeah. Irma, yeah. That stuff is just like mind blowing. That was, that's one of the best TV shows I think I've ever seen. As oh well. yeah, um, I was so skeptical because the movie I think the, like Personal Shoppers like probably alongside Miami Vice is like my favorite movie. But if I had to pick like what I thought the best movie ever made was, it, I would probably nine times out of ten go with Irma Vep. Irma Vep. Yeah. 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 So I was so skeptical of the show, and I 
definitely yeah i couldn't believe he pulled it off the way he did it's like so fundamentally different from the movie but it's like also in conversation with the movie a hundred percent um and of course like as you would expect like uh when kristen stewart and olivia Sayas were promoting this film there was like well are you guys working on anything next together and then like oh you know well nothing's come up now but of course we would love to like we have such a great um uh you know relatable like dynamic um but then then the next thing is like kristen stewart's cameo in the armor vet miniseries yeah (laughs) but do you think he ever considered her instead of vikander I was thinking about that honestly. I, won- I wondered that a lot. Yeah, um, Vikander gives like a career best work in in that show, but I, I'm sure that came up. Yeah, what yeah. a crazy yeah. thing to ask for someone. Hey, you have to follow this up from Kristen Stewart's performance in Personal Shopper, and follow this up from Maggie Chung's original performance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Figure yeah. it out. And it was so funny watching like the reactions, like not that this matters at all, but just like watching the Twitter reactions when Vikander was cast and they were like, she doesn't have the same thing as like Maggie Chung. Yeah. And it's like, I even had that initial thought too, but it's like, it was same. foolish to yeah. not think that like Asias would comment on that. Like it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, um, I haven't seen it, but it's all it's like, it's one of those things where I feel like people don't understand like a lot of especially with when it comes to if it's some fucking no name or a studio or whatever's doing something like that like yeah you can question their motives but when it's like an actual artist behind that kind of decision making maybe just trust mm-hmm. that it's intentional yeah because yeah, we, exactly. we just assume the worst of no artists. definitely it's so crazy definitely. to me it's like maybe that was on purpose yeah. <laughs> just wait wait till you see the thing maybe it was on purpose I promise. well it's it's going to your your thing about actors um specific frequencies because of course mm. the candor has one oh yeah and it, it you know sometimes it's misused but then you get to something like this and it's like wow when you get to, like the right material it's pretty astonishing what um an artist can tap into but you know regardless it's just this has nothing to do with anything thematically but every time i watch personal shopper i get so jealous that she's like living my dream life of just like tolling around Europe on like a uh, moped, just kind of <laughs> just, just like wearing that's all scarves. I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cool wearing, leather wearing jacket. Cool. Yeah, yeah she's like she's so cool in this movie, and it's like that's the life I want, just riding around on a moped and mm-hmm. and anywhere in Europe. Well, I guess yeah. not anywhere. There's some places maybe I wouldn't want to go right now, but um... <laughs> yeah, the places that she goes, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of what that made me think of when we were talking about like her look and sense, let's let's kind of talk about those. Um, I don't want to call it a haunted house scenes, but yeah, mm. haunted house scenes. Yeah. Um, and like how she is shot in darkness, it is so fascinating. She she's obviously a beautiful person, but she also looks kind of dead in those. Scenes. Yeah, yeah. There's a very famous shot that I always post when I'm talking about this movie of like you see the reflection of the trees on the walls and everything and um she looked like you said it, it's like a very like ghostly image it's it's mm-hmm. beautiful yeah she's like she, sitting in the chair with the sweater yeah right and it's really in just the way her face of like kind of appears from darkness and like the silhouettes and stuff it's like yeah she looks like a ghost she looks dead yeah. um even like cover I... on the the criterion Right. It's like, right. It's only like, like where it's sort of like pale. Yeah. yeah. 
in in that final scene like just like i, I we're kind of jumping around but that final scene just the way it holds on her i think is some of the best acting she's ever done mm, just yeah and when she finally like gives herself i guess permission to move on it's just like i don't know it's it's such a it's such a moving movie <laughs> really just right. like hard to talk about sometimes because it's like there's so much going on in it but and sometimes you don't even know why it's moving you it's just like those are my favorite kind of movies where you're just like you you find yourself just like being overwhelmed and you're like i don't mm. kind of don't even understand why i'm overwhelmed right, right now yeah yeah because because so, like i think the uh the haunted house scene or multiple scenes and then like the end sort of like they're on this two ends of uh maureen's self-discovery yeah and the haunted houses i think that's like where she's beginning it and then that's when she real at the very end that's when she realizes like oh this is a journey of self-discovery um it, that, that how pun- or why she still self-discovers she doesn't know or that's for us to interpret i think but she realizes then that she's on a journey I think. yeah like that haunted house scene is like kind of devastating too because like she thinks at first that it's her brother and she's like Mm -hmm. ready to make a connection and then it's just like this completely nondescript totally different spirit and it's like kind of shattering that it's like not what she thinks it is and it's just very sad i love how she i love how they attach like the mediumness to that scene in the sense of she knows it's not her brother before we do yeah and how she like and her like she you can see that there's something physiologically going on in her body that is makes her understand that you are not the right spirit i don't even see you but i know you're not my fucking brother and like she is going in a full meltdown and like you can like her body starts to just like move in a different way her voice starts to crack in a certain way that makes you feel so horribly upset right um, cuz she is so horribly upset um, and the way she curls up into a ball and stuff like those are mm. really like yeah. frightening, upsetting moments. Has he done in any, I, again, I'm very unfamiliar with his filmography. Has there any been kind of these horror elements and anything else? Cause this is like really effective horror filmmaking. Um, Demon lover is mm. like yeah. very horrific in some ways, but in, in different ways. But uh, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of the most, uh, the closest he gets to horror for me mm-hmm. is is in demon lover and that's a lot of like ghosts in the machines and everything and it also so, wasn't demon lover like 15 years before this like yeah yeah, yeah. like it was a yeah um and there's like a lot of yeah. bizarre like vr stuff going mm-hmm. on in that too like well beforehand he's always like i like in conversation with things but also kind of ahead of the curve it's very interesting but yeah yeah he, he sorry no oh no that's that's all i was gonna say is demon lover is i think the maybe the only other uh only other horror stuff he has going on yeah because it's like he's always no you're totally right he's always trying something new and even saying that i know that this was even considered um an actual career in thematic pivot for asias because like you know what have i seen i've seen like Cold water, summer hours, clouds, Asils Maria, Irma Vep, you know, like the the hits. But yeah. even then, I yeah, nothing like this. But I never doubted that he could do this. 
because he's such he has such, I, I mean he I would honestly say that he's I, I think like Brandon one of my favorite directors ever um because he has like such a, an incredible grasper character and a setting and like atmosphere even in, is incredible. an atmosphere yeah um oh yeah nonfiction. I still haven't seen nonfiction, but and for for genre like changes because like you know this this movie certainly goes through its genre turns I, I think it's noted that's I think that that honestly I think turned some people off in 2017 but still it's like I think it pulls it off masterfully um but yeah I I, I uh it's pretty amazing that he can they can do this and then just like revert back to commenting on Irma Vep and the next project you know it's, it's amazing yeah and nonfiction's kind of like inessential to me I really like it but it's like mm-hmm. Like you both have seen Irma Vap, right? The yes. no, I, I, yeah. this is my only Assayas film I've ever seen. Oh yeah, you did say that. So yeah, yeah. Jack, you've seen yeah. Irma Vap. Mm-hmm. Non nonfiction feels like the dinner scene in Irma Vap, but stretched out into a movie, <laughs> like where they're all just sitting around That's talking right. about yeah. bullshit. Like it's mm-hmm. yeah. But but I do like nonfiction. But I wish he would mm-hmm. do something closer to this again. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess he did with the Irma Vap show, but I just I want to I want to see another movie from him soon. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't uh, Irma Vep, uh, a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Now we're going to talk about Twin Peaks and then I'm going to start stabbing people. Um, One of the great things about the movie is there's this real supernatural stuff that uh, is clearly real. She's experiencing it. She's seeing it. Can you talk about shooting that and how Olivier described it to you, what it was supposed to be? And when you finally saw it, is it what you had in your head? Um, yeah, I had no idea what it was going to look like. Um, and it was so weird for me to like. I just thought the limitations of something like that would have taken it so far outside of what I imagined it. Like it was, it was like difficult at first to approach committing to it, but then once we started going, honestly, like uh, I don't know, man. It, like that, I it was scary. <laughs> I I um I asked him what he was really, and it sounds so lame, but like I asked him like if he, like if what he's like the most. Not like, what are you most scared of? Like, mm. not like based. Oh, I don't. I wasn't like getting all deep with him. I was just like, what freaks you out? Like, what, like, what would happen right now that would just make you like lose your shit? And he's afraid of birds. <laughs> and, and he was like, you know, if if a flock of like birds came in here right now, I would just, I, I would just. Uh, and he was so genuine about it. It was so funny. And I was like, cool. Uh, I think I'll just like think about something else. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> spiders. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, for your own life, however, do you believe in spirits? Do you believe in ghosts, or...? Uh... I mean, that's what I've been saying. You know what I mean? Like, or... I, yeah, but no, but I don't know. <laughs> um, and and uh, just lastly, can you, can you talk about, you know, this is the second movie you made with Olivier, and uh, I, I know that he's, he's potentially talked about working again. What is so... You've worked with some great directors. Like, what about him is, is just so exciting to you to work with him? Um... Uh, he, he, uh, I mean, I guess it's just mainly process because at this point I couldn't, I couldn't like project into the future. I couldn't, I couldn't, honestly, I have no idea what's going to come out of that guy's head. Like for the, I mean, we, we plan on working together again and I have no idea like where that's going to take us, but I do know that, um, it's, I've never found anyone that like, that I feel so, I don't know, like, we have this dual sort of, like, responsibility, uh, and 
um, he, I mean, it sounds like it's kind of ridiculous for me to like repurpose his words because it's like slightly embarrassing and a little bit like self, I don't know, it might sound like self-aggrandizing, but like he was like, like we introduced the movie for the last time together last night. And he was like, you know, uh, like she, she, I, I direct it from the outside and she directs it from the inside. I could never know, like, I could never know really what she's going through, but I can like capture it and I can ask her questions and I can like do whatever, like the same shit that I've been talking about. But like, <laughs> I've never met anyone like that. And um, we don't have like a really wordy relationship. It's just, uh, we kind of like, I don't know, we just kind of push each other in this great way. And um, it's so rare, like it's, yeah. I, it was interesting though, what reminded me of a movie we've covered is mm. that moment in Amore, in that oh. dream sequence where it turns into yes. a full horror movie. Good where call. like, it's, that was the idea of sudden, sudden shift in atmosphere mm. and creepiness while also, but then the movie is just not that. Like, I mean, mm. it is like, there are horror elements of it, but it's very much not like a horror movie. Yeah, right. Um, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that because like, I've seen this being pegged with horror and I've never thought of it. Like it's us. I would never put this on like during Halloween. Right. Like it's, well, I do want him to make it. a full fledged horror movie. Now. Yeah. Sure. I want to see that. Cause like give him an hour and 30 minutes of haunted house vibes. Cause I was, I was really, I mean, I'm, I'm an easy Mark. I mean, the conjuring movie scared the bejesus out of me, <laughs> but like these, like they, this, like those scenes of that old creaky house and nothing's more scarier than an old creaky house. Um, and her also, the unique thing about her position is that she has to go towards mm -hmm. the scary things mm, to figure out right. what's going on. Um, so that was that the, that was just really effective filmmaking and it's use yeah. of darkness while maintaining. Yeah. Cause anytime she appears from the shadows, she looks like, I don't want to say ghoul because that sounds like really but it's but the like, lighting is definitely has something going on with how she appears um and there's two sides to marine's perspective that it's like you want to i mean she's an unreliable narrator i think in how that's something that she perceives is there but we're not completely sure um that it's just her like internalizing this and also it's it's this idea that she's she's not like this is what she thinks it looks like but it's mm. not actually something that's that's mm. there right but. that that's a good take i like that that's a really good point yeah mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of what we talked about earlier how my belief of ghosts are sure but i don't think it's what people think they are mm -hmm. yeah um, they're, they're not like slimer from ghostbusters right. <laughs> they're not vomiting <laughs> ectoplasm yeah um <laughs> The effects for that scene, by the way, great because it is the perfect. Because that's the thing with like ghost, like you know, ghost movies or whatever, ghost fiction in general. It's like it's mm -hmm. usually this like perfect silhouette, and it's mm -hmm. like I don't know. That's probably like they're just perfectly visible. Like, oh, there's the ghost. I see him. Oh, that's <laughs> what you're wearing. Okay. No. What if Isaiah like, um, decided that he was going to use Casper? Love it. Friendly <laughs> ghost. Yeah. Um, there's but there's this like this like weird like amorphous like the like her the ghost face starts like disintegrating and then reforming then disintegrating again and that like 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 constant move like fluidity of like texture and body formation is so 
really well done and feels so like authentic to that kind of experience in mm-hmm. a way that's like because that's also fucking frightening and mm-hmm. she's very frightened in that moment if it's just some like person just like floating up and like hey how's it going dude and you're like you're not going to be super scared about that you're not yeah. going to think she's like crawling into a ball because the ghost is like hey how's it going mm-hmm. um like it's this like abomination almost then maybe we should discuss the scene in the courtyard and then we can wrap up because i think mm-hmm. that's a pretty big scene of when i mean courtyard i mean the back um the backyard of um uh lewis's girlfriend former yeah girlfriend. yeah yeah ex-girlfriend yeah yeah or i guess yeah. widow yeah, but, right yeah with the with the glass lifting and moving mm-hmm. but, but also that conversation beforehand i mean Oh, it's yeah. funny to me. I was like watching that. And I'm just like, you just met this guy. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like it's a great scene, but it's just like, just, this is some dude. You don't know this dude. What are you talking about right now? <laughs> Wasn't prepared for that because that's what that's, that it's at that moment where you're like, okay, so when is the movie over? Because like we got the mm. like big conflict out of the way, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just like I'm more of an inquisitive of like, so where are we going next? Um, and that scene just kind of stops everything. You're just kind of and it really kind of lays it all out on the table. That's really just like heartbreaking. And it's mm-hmm. almost such a perfect ending, but I, I do, like I said, I do love the actual ending, but like you, right. Like you almost could have ended it with the movie that. has a, multiple endings. Yeah. Definitely. And you could have definitely ended it with that scene. Cause it's so profound and impactful. Like the conversation they're having that I, I don't have any complaints about this movie, but if I did, like, it's like, you do feel yourself breathe after that conversation. And then mm-hmm. I think, I think that that breath is just extended into her traveling and then, you know, the final shot on her face and everything. But yeah, I, I love, I love that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's my favorite scene mm. of uh, the movie, uh, of the film. Uh, and there's Danielson Lee is just remarkable as always. Yeah. Um, or sorry, Doctor Anderson. Anderson Lee. <laughs> I always forget that he's he's a yeah. Uh, but uh, it's just so like you know profound and complex and just like just a great piece of writing, you know. Um, something that gives you enough satisfaction, even though like like Brandon said, this movie has like a perfect ending. Um, the and and I love the shot of, of course, like the wind blowing of, like across Maureen's neck and like, like the hair like sort of flips up like like that's like that's a great like punctuation on the scene too. Um, yeah, it's really great. You're gonna lose the sister. I am. We were together at Ecobul. Now I work at the Goblin workshops. Actually, I should get going soon. You should stay. If you can. Maureen. Irvin. Nice, nice to meet you. I understand that you might feel uncomfortable. Why? Because I've taken Lewis's place so soon. Not at all. Mistaken. While he was alive, there was nothing between Lara and me. It it didn't cross my mind, honestly. You know how they say the dead watch over the living? 
I've thought about that a lot. Not just because Lewis was a medium. I, I don't know what that means. For me, he was someone deeply intuitive of others. He uh, understood things that went unspoken. He did. Maybe because he knew he was going to die. I mean, I felt that he saw things which I didn't. Maybe you do too. He thought you had the same gifts. I don't know. I uh, had a tendency to follow him. He took things quite far, too far for me, at least. I couldn't keep up. All I mean is that with Lewis, nothing seems impossible. Many religions believe that the soul wanders around for a while before leaving this world. Did he speak to you about that? He was convinced of it. You know, right after our mom died, he was sure that he was visited by her, that, that she came to say goodbye to him. That it felt like a dream, but not that it was very real. He could smell her, he could see her so clearly, you know. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. And it's not a religion thing, but I, I do. Do you think Lewis is here? Uh, I, I don't think so. I feel his presence. He's here. That might be your guilt talking. You don't need to feel guilty. But Lara deserves to be happy. And you do too. I'd like to think so, but something is stopping me. I hope it has nothing to do with me. No. But you also have to free yourself of Luz. I wish he'd let me. Wherever he is, he would never forbid it. And uh, even if he's nowhere, hold on to the memory of his freedom. Put it into practice. I know what you mean. You know, I have to get going. Um, will you be staying a few days? Mm, just tonight. I leave tomorrow. So I'll see you tonight. And, and I like how you said um, that uh, you, Clay, said that she, you're like, you just met this person. But I like how it kind of speaks to how her, her right. whole, her whole like being is being unraveled mm -hmm. to the point where like, it's like she just can like 
unload this onto people. Well, you think about it. She interacts. She barely interacts with people in this movie. She's exactly. very lonely. Yeah. And the time she does, it's like via like a fucking FaceTime or like a mm-hmm. quick chat with someone who's already emotionally distraught. Um, and I it's, think re- it's that. Right. Oh, yeah. oh no. You, sorry. Good. Well, it's just like that moment where she's so desperate to just be like, fuck. Like, there's Who's a, the like, actor? it's the same experience when she's at Kira's place and she has that weird conversation with that, um, what, Ingo, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah. It, it's very relatable because, like, it's something Lars Eidinger is really good in that scene, too. Yeah. Yeah. That actor. It, yeah. It's just like, it's a very relatable thing because I'm experiencing it now, like, not to go too personal, but like, I, I'm living on my own for the first time ever because like I lived with my parents and then at 21, I moved out with some friends and then lived with friends for a few years and then lived with my ex-partner for almost 10 years. And this is the first time I've ever lived on my own. And you do have those moments where you're like, you sit at home all day, you don't talk to anybody. And then the minute you have a chance to talk to somebody, right. you kind you kind of just start oh, spilling yeah. shit out without meaning to, because you're just like, oh my God, there's someone to talk to. Here's every thought right. I've had in my head all day. Right. It's like, yeah, so yeah. I, it, it was fun rewatching this movie and seeing those scenes where she is so bottled up and then she finally gets it all out. And you're like, wow, I'm going through this right now. And like, I generally prefer to be solitary, but you do sometimes just want to talk to somebody. Yeah. And, yeah, like and the especially large, like, in moments like that. right? Yeah. yeah. Like the Ingo character, like, isn't he waiting to be broken up with or something? Like, yeah, that's like, to I'm break getting up wait, with I'm his partner. Yeah, dumped. like, and like, are you like, in love um, or it's purely physical? Yeah, right, right, right. And it's this idea where it's like, I guess Maureen and the horse I need your character are waiting for, you know, they're they're uh, or they're rather meeting each other at a crossroads in their lives, and they need to like spill their guts to one another uh, for some form of catharsis and uh yeah like it just you know to compliment Kristen Stewart even more in this movie she's just completely uh switching how she talks to everyone in this movie like there's no interaction that's the same with uh yeah and I and that's and that's life man I don't talk to the same like it's that constant regulation of your own self of okay I'm meeting this person in this context how the fuck do I talk to them okay cool and like as someone who, you know, sometimes will have a day when I go to work and then go I go to school and then talk to friends. It's like that's three very different modes. Yeah, um, definitely. And she has to do that. every. Like, okay, I'm talking to this designer. I'm talking to the jewelry, jewelry person. All right. I'm talking to my boss. OK, I'm not talking to my boyfriend. It is this like constant. Eventually, when she's talking to the detective, um, which is probably my favorite scene of the movie, since we're getting kind of into look at us, already. yeah, like, I know, segues, really, yeah, really, yeah, I know who we are. Hey, I'm trying to reach you for a week. I know, I've been working a lot. Sorry, how's it going with Kira? Uh, I never see her, we leave each other messages. I, I, I hate this job, actually, I, I fucking hate her, she sucks. That's not what she said before. I know, I was just happy to stay in Paris and pay my rent. Yeah, well, what's changed? I spend my days doing bullshit that doesn't interest me and it keeps me from what does. It's driving me fucking crazy. You should come here. Yeah, to the Sultanate of Oman. I'll be here another two months. I thought you were almost done. Uh, I finished reconfiguring the embassy's computer system, and now I'm just waiting on the security protocols. Well, when do you think you'll get those? It should be 
tomorrow. It could be next month. Uh, and once I get them, I still have to install and configure them. Come to Muscat. Look, came to the seaside for the weekend. Wow. And what the hell would I do in Muscat? What the hell are you doing in Paris? You know, I'm waiting. I'm, I have to. I have to wait. It's been three months. I, I think I felt something. I, I need to go back to Lewis's house. I, I really think I felt something. You think you felt something? Are you sure? I just need to see it to the end. That's all. This is perfect. This works. Thank you. Well, how well, much she stumbles over her words and like in like how she recognizes authority in a very different mm. way. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, she, she has this like she can't stop like uh, what just stop being jittery. Like she's mm -hmm. just like so like like you know can't stop stuttering. Um, but yeah, that's definitely like that favorite favorite scene where she has to. Also, she has to interrogate her own decision-making. She's like, I don't know. I just did it. It was stupid. I was ashamed. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it is that idea of, like, having all of those kind of decisions laid out in front of you and trying to understand, well, why the fuck did I do that? Because it's all, because those moments were super impulsive. And it's kind of hard to understand in the, in, you know, in the back half where you're like, okay, I did that because of this impulse. But it's sometimes really hard to concretely identify the reason why. Because your why sometimes is just, well, I wanted to. Well, why did you want mm -hmm. to? Fuck. I don't know. Because um, <laughs> that's how impulses work sometimes. It's so instinctual that you don't have like a logistical, re like a logical reason. You don't have like a fucking Wikipedia of just like, oh, that's how I did it. It's this like, ah, my body told me to. Um, so that that's that's my favorite scene. That That's a big reason why I've always loved her as an actor, too, just because I... I, I think that kind of anxious behavior is so relatable and, and she and, and I know that she's just kind of like this as a person but her ability to bring that yeah. into a performance is really cool too because I can't tell you how many times that I've like been in a room talking to people and I'm like fidgeting with my hands and then like my my ex-girlfriend would always like discreetly nudge me to like be yeah. like you know you don't need to do that like everything's good like because like right, right. Be, you're okay yeah I'm talking and and like just fidgeting with my hands and she yeah so it's like it's always always fun to see that on screen because it's like yeah i i, I was kind of rambling there but that's yeah <laughs> there's someone there yeah. no one else is like her and i no, and, I, no. and of course like it's obvious like they want like you know great actors are always um idiosyncratic Singer. but it's like right she is a shining star and I think we're we're <laughs> so lucky to like have her like consistently working. Of course, like I'm sure we'll we'll talk about her more times after this. But it's just like this is probably her or my favorite performance of hers in the decade. I think. Well, I mean, your your whole podcast is about the 2010s, and if you remember, she was the uh, actress of the decade uh, for the much maligned Hollywood Critics Association. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm sure, um, sure oh, was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's right oh yeah, there's I mean, that story behind it Oof. yeah that it was just like i mean i i kind of agree with them giving it to her but at the same time like when it came out that it was just that one dude's like 
weird attraction to her that like steamrolled the vote. It was like, uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't like it anymore now. Yeah. Um, and of course, like, you know, it's like for Cloud, she won the Cesar. So it's like, if we hear anyone like put down this idea of uh, a Kristen Stewart reclamation, it's, Thank you know, God, it's on those people. Yeah. It's on those people, I guess. But, you know, thank God uh, that's kind of been extinguished. And the only time you hear that now are people who are like not who who see like three movies a year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just now want her to do better blockbusters. That's that's my that's the only thing I want. Me too. She's like, she's great in Charlie's Angels in that movie. Just like I I have fun with that movie, but it's like largely because of her. Because like there's no mm-hmm. direction behind that movie. Like I mentioned, Cocaine Bear a million hours ago, but. I, I, I'm sorry, but Elizabeth Banks has no no vision behind her. You don't direction. think movie forty three director has the goods? Is this <laughs> no. what you're telling me? No, Elizabeth the person Banks who directed the Chloe Grace Moretz <laughs> skit in movie forty three. Isn't she also actor? She is. She's a fun comedic yeah. actor, and she just she's actor. Some... No, no, I mean in movie forty three, she's an oh, oh yeah actor yeah, yeah. in yeah. it and a director in it. Yeah, yeah I think it's, she's it's, in the James yeah. Gunn one that no one watches because yeah. it's at the it's end funny because like. I, I don't think she has any vision behind yeah. her direction at all. And my friend, my friend Sophie took some shit a, like a week ago on Twitter because she said Cocaine Bear felt like the first movie directed by Chat GPT. <laughs> it's like that's so and, funny. Yeah. And, and that's it's ridiculous. So funny. And that's, that's what her dire- that's what her directing style feels like. It feels like an AI is just throw and it's so weird because she's a fun comedic performer and it's just weird. Right. Her- you would think that would translate to yeah. Uh, but some yeah. people just don't have the juice, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. I yeah. just, because if you compare, and not to always compare her to Rob, it's just like Reeves, Nolan, Bong Joon-ho. It's like those ideas of like big studio filmmakers he has now attached himself to. Yeah. He's able to, and whatever you think of the Batman or Tenet, it's like, those are like really competent, directed, driven films. That's what and, I wish she would do too, because they right. both kind of disappeared into artier movies after Twilight. And he's kind of mm-hmm. resurfaced into doing both as well as like you said, really like interesting blockbusters. And she mm-hmm. ha- doesn't, hasn't seemed to like her star power only seems to exist within these like weird arty movies still and when she does step out and do like a charlie's angels or or a happiest season like the, the, underwater yeah like i love underwater but again like it's not at the level of a batman or a tenant right. like at all and not even close but um but yeah she's just these movies aren't meeting her at her level and i mm-hmm. wish she would i wish she would just jump into like a i don't know like a nolan movie would be fun or I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's I, 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 I'm just, I guess you have to be fearful too. If um, Charlie's angels and how it bombed, like make her fearful of attempting something of that size. Right. Again. And if she never wants to do that shit again, Oh yeah. God be with you. I completely agree. For yeah. sure. But my thing is if you are, let's try to do some better projects. That's like my only thing yeah. is that if you wanted to stay in art, art house or you know oscar prestige films and and that and i'm not trying to say that in a derogatory way but if that's the realm you want to ent- stay in and that's going to make you the most happy god be with you absolutely i support you a thousand percent but if we are going to do charlie's angels let's try to figure out how we can get a different director on board and do something well, for sure. more interesting i guess i guess we can all breathe a sigh of relief then that uh 
she didn't I, I remember when the movie was announced she was one of the names that was like constantly rumored uh with the batgirl movie before it was cast oh, she, oh god and then they and then they when they moved on from saying that she was like at the top of the list it was like they wanted a Kristen stewart type and it's like well thank god that didn't happen because i guess we'll right. never see that movie now it's <laughs> also not who okay i don't want to be that guy but that's also not who batgirl is but no like, whatever. not it's, at all sure sure yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> it's um not this like angsty like no, or whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. This is different. Let's get to Brandon's favorite scene. What's what's your favorite scene of a uh, personal shopper? I mean, I think we covered like you had five years plus to think about. Uh, I mean, I, I think like we went over any scene that I would say is my favorite. I I do think it's or I guess it depends on my mood because like the 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 courtyard scene or you know the backyard scene is one that like really really affects me for a lot of the reasons that we went over and then but i think if i had to pick a favorite scene the one that like constantly sticks in my mind it's probably the the prolonged texting sequence i just remembered sitting in the theater when i saw it the first time just totally riveted and then leaving and just being like i don't know how they pulled that off but it's like such an incredible confluence of like his direction and her amazing performance right. that it makes it makes a scene that should just be dreadfully boring into something that's just like one of the most intense things i've ever seen so that that's probably my favorite scene just because it's just just wildly thrilling
It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, um, I, I I know this is the craziest question to end on for this podcast, but have you seen the <laughs> Unfriended movies? No, but I have been meaning to because uh, I know people have gone back and forth on this guy ever since his most recent movie. But I loved that movie Host, that Zoom movie. Right. That yeah, yeah. Right. And then right, he, right, right. I think he made a recent movie that everyone said was garbage. Um, but and but I really did like Host. Was that Dashcam guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he did that. Oh, yeah, that's an unfortunate yeah. combination of movies. I mean, the, I heard yeah. host was good, but then you see your dash cam, you're like, Ugh. well, and, and you, the reason. The yeah, reason I, I mean, even... on that topic, you know what was good recently is missing. I had fun with that. Yeah, it, that... the wheels fell off by the end, but I liked it. That and searching, I had a lot of fun with. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. that's why I want to see the unfriended movies because I hear they do that concept the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's. I think when we talked about how can you make texting really scary and it's like and like those three dots be like terrifying that those are the movies for me because it, it's but it's also that thing that they weren't able to use for um a personal shopper is that you know when you're doing the, when you're on, like you know how we're in a zoom call right now we see ourselves as we are talking like we yeah. have a little portion of ourselves we see reacting so when there's a you know it's that screen grab you see you see the person's like facial reactions as they're mm -hmm. reading it with this it's like a lot of the over over the shoulder shots uh, you don't necessarily see exactly how she's reacting in that moment i mean then you'll mm -hmm. get a cut a little sec like a second mm -hmm. later you're like okay that's how she's reacting yeah so it's a little so it's harder for personal shopper to pull that off but unfriended's yeah. the only closest thing where it's Definitely. just like the idea of messaging is like fucking nuts it's like yeah. really scary and that's why I love seeing contemporary set um, cinema with not dealing with, but playing an important part of technology in a sophisticated manner like this and how it evolves. I mean, even now we're still kind of figuring out how to make a cinematic and with a filmmaker as sophisticated as Asias, he's like, how do I insert this into a, the theme of um of isolation and communication and it, it is and it is like a near perfect job but it, but even then you're just like well it's still very simple like shot reverse shot case stew's face like <laughs> the three bubbles right it's kind of like basic filmmaking of these very complex ideas it's it's great yeah i it's thought that, it's that shaky thumb that's yeah. what i'm telling you it's a shaky thumb in and to just bring it back to the tar comparison, Todd Field kind of mm, had a pr yeah. pretty pretty good depiction of it too, because yeah. you never see who's filming and texting ab yeah. about Lydia Tar, and I think that that yeah. makes it pretty. That's still that that movie. Yeah, it's still one of my favorite biopics of the year. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I hate how, how long it took <laughs> me to figure out that bit. If for so long, I'm like, wait, is she a real person? I'm, I'm not shitting you. When I saw the trailer, I thought wait, she I'm, was. Wait, yeah. I'm confused. What do you mean? <laughs> how do you, how do you, uh, what do you mean? Um, yeah, I, 
I think, yeah, it's a real, I never would have made that comp before. You no, it's up perfect. Now I'm going to be yeah, thinking about. Yeah, um, I think they're well, very thinking of also, Yeah, Right. And also now I'm thinking of Mem- Mem- Memoria. Oh, yeah. That mm, foreboding, yeah. like, boom, boom, sure. like that, yeah. how scary and like yeah. unsettling that is. Especially also sort of a ghostly presence. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, right, how, right. and those night and those night shots of her just like in her mm-hmm. house. Um, yeah. But like definitely that end with the very end, which he's talking to Lewis, maybe mm-hmm. um, that the way he bangs against like the fucking I don't know the room, like the great wall, sound design. It great sound shakes design. everything, yeah. but it also like every time it's like super, like you jump a little bit, even mm-hmm. though you know it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a Peach Pong, another filmmaker that has like a great sense of atmosphere. But oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brandon Struzan, thank you so much for oh, of joining course. us once yeah. again. Um, please, you're welcome back anytime. Just say the word. I'm so glad we made it happen because uh, I know oh, I was having. Oh my gosh, yeah. After yeah, after I know this was a long no time worries. coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, this was. You know, we we love having you here, and this was a great movie to have you here for. Uh, if you have anything that's coming out, uh, this hey, is you're out a busy like man. a month. I know yeah. this is out. This is out in like a month. So like you know, anything on the horizon. Well, or out right now. But, so, yeah. so this is actually coming out. We're recording on what is today, the fourth. So, <laughs> so this is actually coming like on Monday. So this is going to be out way after the words. But um, if you want to go back and seek it out, I guess um, in the past, uh, <laughs> I just finished a five-month-long project that was the biggest thing I've ever done. Very excited for it to finally release. But um, Vulture approached me to coordinate their first ever stunt and film awards uh because the oscars don't recognize that and vulture wanted to do it and it was a very fulfilling project exhausting i had to field hundreds of emails with like publicists and stunt people and just like it it all came together really well we had a little over 100 or so people vote on the awards body some critics mostly stunt people some directors who uh asked to remain anonymous but uh very weird that I have their emails. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're just like, I have this contact now. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very strange. But um, but yeah. yeah, no, I'm excited for that to finally come out. It's going to be a big awards uh, thing. And then there's going to be accompanying pieces, interviews that I did that a few other writers did a big lifetime achievement award piece that I, I guess if this is coming out in a month, I can say it, but it's about uh, my one of my beloved B movie directors, Albert Pune. Um, mm. I mm. yeah, I were giving him the Lifetime Achievement Award and I got to write the big piece on him, which was very fulfilling to do for an outlet like Vulture because I never thought that Albert Pune and Vulture would be a kind of a thing together. But yeah, so that's like the big project I have, but that'll be that'll have been out for a month by the time you guys hear this. So if you missed it, you can go back and search for that because I'm very proud of it. And I did it Good in conjunction you. with Bilga Beery, who I know is a yeah. past guest here. He and I did this together. So this was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's terrific. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, we love Bill. Uh, yeah, we, we love DMV yeah, legend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> he he's the nicest guy in the world. Like, I just want to say, like, he legend. Eh. He, I, I think he is. Like, he he's no, the yeah, first yeah, yeah. first writer that I ever looked up to actually actively started supporting me to the point that he recommended me for this vulture job. So mm. it's he's the yeah. kindest guy in the world. Just like. He very kind mentioned person. us on a vulture article. We had like it was I was 
gobsmacked. I mean, I love the man. We, you know, we DM about the his Brooklyn Nets once in a while, but like it's it's truly he's again another insanely generous person he uh, he really is like this industry can be kind of closed off and gatekeepy and he's like one of the few people who is like just always giving back and always like throwing out stuff or like throwing out people's names who like could use it from a platform like his and he's just very 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 good person and i'm like just very wild to be able to call my friend but also just absolutely yeah Absolutely. very cool guy but yeah with with the the size of the platform that bilga has it's 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 remarkable what he does with it yeah that uh yeah no like he really could just be a dick and he would be yeah fine. it would yeah. literally be okay and he is yeah. not and and i do have to say i think all of the great things about him has to do if he grew up in the washington dc metropolitan area okay and so i think that's <laughs> probably the reason that's why i'm a fantastic person okay. that's why dave okay. batista is a fantastic person <laughs> That's why John Berthal rules. Oh, so I'm just saying okay. the list goes on. So you asked just know about... just know I can cut this. Just just <laughs> we're, we're what you're gonna say. Well, you asked about things uh, that might be out closer to this releasing. I think this will be out. Um, this is actually something I'm very excited about, and I'm only mentioning it because I want people to see the movie. But there's a Mexican horror movie called uh, Huesera the Bone Woman that is on VOD right now. Was in select theaters. Think it'll be hitting Shutter at some point. I interviewed the director, really hit it off with her. She's really, really cool. They asked me to write the Blu-ray booklet, and wow. I am very excited about that. And I want everyone to buy it, not just because I'm in it, but because I think the movie is well worth seeing, and it's going to be wow. one of my favorites at the end of the year for sure. But it's called Huesera the Bone Woman. Everyone should watch it. It's a really, really cool horror movie. And yeah, I think that should be out closer to when this is out. And if that's not enough- shutter. I, yeah. It it will be on Shutter eventually. It's on VOD mm-hmm. right now. But if that if that hasn't been announced yet, by the time this is coming out, I'll just DM you and make you cut this. But I think it'll be fine. <laughs> wow, that's I, that's, that's, awesome. that's amazing. We oh, now geez. know a lot of people who have written on the ranks. <laughs> Roxana Haddadi, Brandon Strusing, <laughs> Scout Tafoya sure has done. Yeah, yeah Roxana like and we... Scout are great. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Roxana. Guess what? From Maryland, don't, near you the Washington to, D.C. Maryland you don't area. Have, you don't, I'm just saying, Northern Virginia, this. Washington D.C., Maryland, gang okay. gang. And I'm from I, Pittsburgh, I, which is notoriously rivals with uh, Maryland, Baltimore, and everything. But uh, but we're all in the same <laughs> section of the country, so we're all cool. Scouts from uh, around my neck of the woods, somewhere, and maybe East. Yep. Beach, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought he was a mass hole like Jack. He huh? he is now, but is from oh. Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> so not really, because mass holes are born and grown there, like weeds. Okay. That's that's I can I can cut this. Um and I, I guess you know on that train, I will have a piece out on hoop dreams by the time this is out. Basketball. Awesome. I am on this is why I bring this up. I am looking forward to it. One of my favorite all-time films. Uh have not started, but eager to have that out by the time this is also out. But um, along those lines, I can be found on Twitter at Jack A. Draper, on Letterbox, Jack Draper 7. Um, this movie is available on Canopy mm-hmm. and Other I think guys. somewhere else. There's Agreed. a lot. Uh, I, 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 the, yeah, this movie is very, like... very, very available. Yeah, yeah, which is just. It, it, it has a so beautiful cool. Criterion Blu-ray. So the next. Yeah, time and that's also on Criterion. Yeah. Yeah, 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 next time they do yeah. their sale, you should buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
great cover. Um, this is like the or like 15th movie we've covered that's on Criterion. There's, you know, there's a whole great 2010, 2010 section that's on Criterion, of course. Um, yeah. Dreads, right? But that's one of the dreads <laughs> on the Criterion collection. Yeah. Has that, yeah. Has that not happened yeah. yet? You guys, are gonna have to, right. you're, yeah. you guys are going to have to program a uh, section on the, an exiting through the 2010 section on their channel, do, do an <sighs> intro and everything. That, I mean, I, I had a dream. I had a, I had, I had a dream about that. And that's where I can, that's where I can hold them at gunpoint and say, dread needs to be on there. That's when I can do that. I've been waiting for the, the moment. Listen, listen, let's not bring weapons into this. If we, that's a good point. That's I'm, I'm just gonna pure suggest. force of will. Yeah. <laughs> Um, everyone can follow me at Birds of Clay on Twitter and on Letterboxd. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Clay Williams. You can follow the podcast Twitter account at ETT Pod. You can send us an email at exiting the 2010s at gmail.com. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars on any podcast platform you listen to us on to. Really appreciate it. Retweet, share us with a friend, run up to someone in the middle of the street, uh, ask for their number, then text them, hey, go listen to exiting through the 2010s and then run away. Um, yeah, be good to Very yourself. simple. <laughs> yeah i know not not a lot of violence this time i usually say no. a little more violent yeah no maybe just step on their toe and then do it i think that that might work um you know just a little just like hey look at me no no violence if you're, if you're maybe if you're texting like try to right. bring it into today saying. Okay. right if you're or texting with a, communicate yeah, with an yeah, undead no spirit and then tell right. them to go right. into exiting food when you're in paris when you're in paris uh recommend us to uh, a frenchman a frenchman or woman or person mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> someone of someone of french descent yes um but you know don't you know don't be nice to them they're french uh and yeah everyone be good to yourselves and catch you next time on exiting through the 2010s i didn't mean to question if bill gabiri was <laughs>